Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time together studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you will enjoy your time with us. Hello there. Welcome back to Faith Love Sisters. Today we are talking about James chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. Um, Terry, why don't you just jump right in there? Okie doke. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire but do not have, so you kill. You covet but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask. And when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Or as the King James Version said, you may consume it upon your lusts. (laughs) wow that's like uh that's pretty serious you want stuff you you covet you you can't get what you want so you argue and fight and kill yeah yeah and you ask for stuff just for yourself yeah yeah. It's it struck me verse one says, Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? The fights and quarrels. Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? Mm-hmm. And that word battle right there mm-hmm. means it's like it's a war. Yeah. Right? And someone has to win. Mm-hmm. Eventually someone has to win a war. So who are you gonna let win? Right. Yep. Yeah, you're gonna let those that earthly wisdom, or are you gonna let the godly wisdom win? Which one? And I thought that was a great word that the that was used there too. A war is is hard, and it's painful, and sometimes it's prolonged. So those battles that we have going on inside of us can be prolonged battles. It can take time, um, and we really have to dig in. Um, and be willing to suffer the pain to get through those battles. So, and it's mm-hmm. not, it is painful mm-hmm. to give up what you want. Mm-hmm. I noticed, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Terry. I was just going to say, um, I have to keep remembering that James is talking to believers. He's talking to the people of, of the Jerusalem church. And this is going on in the church arguing and quarreling and fighting and um it's like okay this isn't a book back from the beginning for non-believers people who aren't christ followers this is for us yeah this is for us and this is i mean this is the these are the battles that as christians we're having so i just have to keep reminding myself yeah you know it's still have your um your earthly body, you still mm-hmm. have all this stuff mm-hmm. inside you that you're trying to get rid of with the wisdom you're gaining, but yeah, it's still hard. You, you, do you remember ever hearing people saying, oh, we should go back to the way it was like the simplicity of the um, 
church, initial church, you know, like how they had them. And I think about that. And then it's like, I look at what you were just talking about, Terry, and I'm like, no, (laughs) like, yes and no. It's like, but it's like, it's not like it's going to be better back there because we're taking our own stuff again. That's right. It's it's yeah. us that is the issue. It's not whether it was a simple church back then or mega church or probably doesn't matter either way. The point is that we're people and these are the things that happen. And we don't have our eyes on God. When we have our eyes on other people and what they have and who they are, If like we can look at other people. I can actually look at all three of you and go, wow, I really wish what you had. I really, um, I can in some ways be envious in a positive way, like moving towards it, you know, really trying to get your opinions, who you are, really go, oh, I wish I could do that, you know. But if it starts turning to how come she gets that and not me, or how come she is like that and I don't get that, that's where these, the, and, and it's all based on, to me, it's like based on, we call them negative cognitions. I'm not good enough. Nobody loves me. I'm not lovable. I'm not, that's the root of the sin. That's the part that needs to get taken care of. Because when that stops and you realize, oh, I'm beloved and we're all beloved by Christ, this stuff doesn't happen, right? But it's like we're always trying to do it out of a need for more power, you know? I don't know. I think this is the other focus where the previous day we were talking about other focused in, in peace and loving and patience. And this is the flip side. When we don't have those, we have the envy and jealousy and pride. Kind of the battle between the old nature and the new man. Mm. Very much. Yeah. So I think it's, um, you know, oftentimes we come to the Lord and we think, okay, he's going to clean me up right away, right? I'm going to get all this stuff. And um, and there is a lot of supernatural activity that goes on to work that new person out through that old flesh. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we're kind of naive and that we don't understand um, that we also have an enemy who's trying to keep us down. He's trying to keep us in those old ways and in that fleshly um, lifestyle. So there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. It's not quite as simple as we might like it to be. Because um, all of this, all this depiction of a battle going on, I, I really found very interesting. Um, and I also feel pretty strongly that the word says, you know, the enemy comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. He's the author of confusion. Um, so a lot of the stuff that's going on here is that the enemy doesn't want us to walk in the wisdom of God and to walk in the peace of God. He doesn't want us to be in unity um, because he came to divide us, to separate Mm us. Um, And I think that it's so important that we understand that so that we see that the, you know, Jesus prayed to the father, Lord, let them be one as you and I are one. So our unity, our peace amongst ourselves is of the utmost importance. It's something that was so important that Jesus prayed for that. Um, and so we've got a lot of things coming against us to keep us from being in peace with one another. Mm-hmm. The church is the most vulnerable um, of everybody out there um, because if we come into unity, we will be incredibly powerful. And you can see throughout history when we have found that unity, mm-hmm. when we have walked in that, that we have been incredibly powerful and a 
force for change in the world. Um, so I think that, you know, as I read all that, um, that's kind of what struck me is, okay, whatever it takes, um, whatever persistence I have to develop to get to that place of peace so that I can be in unity with my brothers and sisters, I, I've got to go there. I've got to get to that. Um, yeah. yeah, Angie, when you're talking, it's like it's very intentional. It's like we have to have a battle plan. Yeah. Well, the word and, says, you know, we're not ignorant of the plans of the enemy. Mm-hmm. So we do have to have a plan. He sure does. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it is flesh. You know, there's, it's not just the enemy. There's, there's something in us, just our old right. rotten flesh that wants that. So what happens, I think, is that that old rotten flesh comes in agreement with the enemy. And then that's where the agreement and the unity are. Instead of bringing that old rotten flesh under submission to the Holy Spirit and getting in agreement with God, and having the power there. Um, and I think we do have to be intentional about that. Yeah, I think it's easy for our flesh to just unite with Satan. Well, yeah. yeah. That, that happens easily. It's yeah. the turning and making the decision towards God. It's like recognizing we're in the battle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and make no mistake, this has been going on since the very well, beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The very beginning. Yeah. Um, Paul says in Romans, he says, for I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do is what I keep doing. Mm-hmm. So going back that. to like, you know, let's go back to the early church, how it was. Well, guess what? Same issues. Same issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty interesting that human nature hasn't really changed. That old sin nature is still that old sin nature. Mm-hmm. And the Imagine. only thing that's going to change it is our relationship with Jesus and the Holy Spirit in us. Mm-hmm. Which God said that right from the beginning. Like yeah. he had a plan from the very, very beginning. Yeah. Right? I mean, imagine that, that God's plan is still <laughs> at play here. Yeah, how about that? The God's plan has not changed yeah. since the beginning of the universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wild. So, yeah. It is wild, yeah. Well, listen, James says in verse 2, in, in chapter 4, verses, verse 2, he says, you kill, you quarrel, and you fight. And that kill here in this context is not literal. He doesn't, I mean, there maybe were people that were stabbing each other in the streets, but that is not, <laughs> that's not what Hopefully he was. Hopefully none of the church members. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But he, that, that killing um, is kind of a figurative here. Um, and that killing refers in so many ways to the hatred that people have expressed toward one another, which does kill relationships. It kills your witness. It kills all kinds of things. Um, So that's something extra to be aware of. Well, also, you know, it um, goes a little bit deeper than actually physically killing somebody because um, the scripture says if anyone hates his brother in his heart, He's already killed. He's already a murderer. murderer. Yeah. Because your intentions Mm -hmm. are what cause the intentions inside and in your heart are what comes out of you. Yeah. And so if you're um, 
you hate somebody like that bad, you're, you're, you're bad enough. Those intentions, those thoughts, um, feelings are bad enough to be considered murder. So, boy, we have a, we have to rein in and turn over to God, submit to God, those feelings. I think sometimes, I'm sorry, Terry. No, that's okay. I'm done. I I think sometimes um, we think we can get away with it. We can think we can get away with having uh, murderous thoughts, I suppose, would be a way towards other people or we want to cancel them or, you know, talk to the hand or all that other stuff. And we think we can hold on to that. That is something we cannot hold on to at all. That is deadly because that will eat away and it'll change us at the root, at the very core. And it's like when we find that, when we do that, we need to turn. We don't have to fix it because sin is sin. This is like the same thing over and over again. Sin is sin, treat it as such. Repent, turn away and let God fix that. But acknowledging that it's in there is the first piece of that, seeing that it's there. We have to have our eyes open to us and our battle plan. What's kind of cool about this is, yeah, we need to know the enemy's plan, but ultimately it depends on how we're going to play this game. Because his plans are not going to win. Right. We don't have to lead him to victory. Right. Right. So we just, our plan needs to be to get through this particular battle with him. Yeah. Yeah. And keep our eyes focused on Jesus. I love that last verse, too, in this particular passage that um, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. You know, I, I hear that a lot. Well, I ask God, you know, where is he? He's not doing what I ask. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it, it's pretty plain here. What are your motives? You know, we really need to check our motives when we're asking for something, um, big or small. You know, is my motive to make life easier for me? Or is my motive to do something for the kingdom of God or to become more like Jesus? Right motives, like Terry said, you know, if, you, if you're thinking murder in your heart, well, that's accounted murder. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything starts in the heart. So what's my motive? We've got to look at our motives. Yeah, God isn't a magic genie who will make things happen. No. Mm-hmm. Just because we want it. Yeah. 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 It does, like I just feel like thinking through what we've been talking about in James, it all goes back to the heart. Every single yeah. thing. Okay. It's like you got to check your heart and what's what's the motivation? Who is your heart pointed toward? Who are you filling? Who are you filling yourself with? Are you looking at your spouse? Are you looking at yourself? Are you looking at magazines? Are you looking at the news? Are you looking at our leadership? Are you looking at, you know, whatever it happens to be? Um, If it's not Jesus, it's wrong. And that's just what it comes down to. Yeah, we got to be careful at how we look at pleasures. Like, you know, when we want pleasure, and I think of just getting through this time, a lot of people turn to different things. And it's like, we're using that to fulfill, um, you know, the boredom or something like that. Um, and we just got to look at, pleasures are about us way more than other people. So, 
Mm-hmm. And I, listen, I'll admit, I'm starting to realize, man, I'm going to need to have a phone fast day. I did it one time and I got slammed with a bunch of calls. So I got to figure out a good way to do that so I don't. You maybe have Ernie hold on to it or do something, but I just need to step away from it for a while and be outside, do different things. Yeah, yeah and we want to be clear, too, that there's nothing wrong with pleasure. God wants for us to enjoy life and God wants for us to delight in the life that he has given us and the people that he has surrounded us with. And he wants those things for us. Um, He does not want us to be sitting and weeping and gnashing our teeth and wailing and woe is me. What is wrong with the world? How do I reach these people? That's not what he is asking of us. It's not the life that he has designed. Um, But the issue is, like, Rosemary keeps coming back to, like, what's the order of things, Mm -hmm. right? So if you have taken the last year that we've spent in, um, you know, close quarters because of the pandemic, and if you have found pleasure in baking bread, which is definitely not my deal, Mm -hmm. but maybe it is for somebody, you know, and that's something that you have enjoy then that you've come to find solace in um that is awesome but if that's where you're going instead of saying okay there's something wrong and I don't know what it is let me go bake some bread Mm -hmm. um if if you're doing that automatically instead of okay instead of saying okay there's something wrong here let me check myself Jesus what is it Oh, I'll then, eat the bread. No, I'm right. <laughs> you know, then that's the problem. But, you yeah. know, if you go and you're kneading the bread and you can work through and, you know, maybe mm-hmm. you're using that as a time to commune with God, you know, you're talking about as you're kneading, maybe you are, um, you know, working through some scripture or praying or letting that just routine and rhythm be part of your communion with the Lord, then that's awesome. Um, And that's a pleasure that he is thankful for. Honestly, I think that he's like, awesome. Thanks for, you know, indulging in that so that you can commune with me. Um, But anyway, once you, once that motive shifts is really what the issue is. Yeah. Almost like when it crosses the line, it gets out of order. It gets out of order. That's a good point. Yeah. 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 That was a very long way around for me to say that. But. Yeah, but now I want to eat bread, so I don't know. I was going to say, and I just want some bread. And maybe yeah. No, that's where that COVID-19 came from. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> yeah. So, anyway, really that's what it all comes down to, though, is the motives of it, of it all. Um, so, I like anybody that else analogy, Suzanne, because when, I, when the kids were little, <clears throat> you know, I... I'm a big believer in a, in a set kind of prayer time, but I'm not an early morning, you know, get up at five o'clock and pray person. <laughs> and it was never quite my thing. But I really, I had a lot of communion time with the Lord through the day because that's, that's what I did. Everything I did, I love that scripture, whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord. So whether I was, you know, scrubbing a bathtub or um, painting a wall or whatever I might be doing, I really let those times be a time that he, I shared with him and he shared with me. Because, um, you know, those were busy days, little kids mm. underfoot, and we were always moving. Um, and I, I think that that has to be a part of our life. Whatever we're doing, we have to engage 
with the Lord in that because we're living this life with him. Mm-hmm. So I don't just have those set times. I still like those a lot. And I think that that's important. But I think it's even more important maybe to have Jesus just be a part of everything I'm doing every day, all day long. Um, and, and I think if, if you if you're, get your mind shifted that way, um, that that really helps too with those evil desires because mm-hmm. it's really hard if you're really in communion with him to want something other than what he wants. Because like I said earlier, I think the more time we spend with him, the more like him we become and our desires become more his desires. Um, we get in agreement with him. We line up with him. So, yeah. And then we're asking for things with the right motives. With the right motives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's when they say, it says, you know, God will give you the desires of your heart. Um, it's not so much that he's going to give you whatever you want. It's not that he's going to give you everything you want, but as you, you know, grow closer in relation with him, then he puts the desires in our hearts and those are his desires. Um, so when we're in that relationship with him daily and constantly and whatever, our thoughts start to turn the way his do. And then those desires are going to be for everything he wants for us. And there's, there's a, a pleasing life, you know, there's pleasure, that's joy. Um, Well, Terry, do you want to finish this out today? Sure. Okay. Okay. Lord, we just thank you so much for the um, privilege and honor of being together today to study your word and to um, talk it out and maybe get some new insights and um, glean um, left, you know, things left behind by you that help to fill out our life. And Father, we just thank you for technology that's allowing us to do this. Um, we thank you, Lord, for the health that we all have. And we are just thankful to be able to study your word, Lord, and hopefully to put aside our natural sinful desires and to have them replaced by um, the, your desires in our hearts. So we just ask that we would grow closer and closer to you as we uh, continue to study your word. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.